Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by the Sunday Mail Scott McDermott. This week is a very special short podcast to look back over the dramatic 4-2 victory that Rangers had over Aberdeen at Petaudry. Scott, what a titanic encounter that was. It was a bit of a back-to-the-future job because it felt like Aberdeen v Rangers in the 1980s. It did. It was an incredible game. Johnny, arguably the best game in the Premiership this season, I would I would say. Uh, it had everything, six goals, red cards, penalties... Controversy, no, late clinching goal, and obviously the fallout after it, uh, with everything that went on, and no, the, on the grand scheme of things, a brilliant win for Rangers, a huge three points. I mean, it was only when you, you know, you're watching the game and you, you, you're getting kind of caught up in the drama of it all. But it was only once it was finished. You look at the league table. Obviously, Hearts had dropped points. Kilmarnock had dropped points. From a Rangers point of view, that was a massive win not to put them 5-6 clear of, of Aberdeen and Kilmarnock for the first time. I reckon no, you can actually say that there's a bit, of, a bit of daylight and it's what we've spoke about for the start of the season. That's what Rangers had to do. They had to, be, they had to beat the rest. They had to be ahead of the rest and at the same time stay on the coattails of Celtic and... No, that's that's what they've done with that one. We will talk about the red card, Scott. You can't not, but let's talk about the positives first. What a performance by Alfredo Morelos. He ragdolled yep. Scott McKenna in a way I haven't seen a centre-half ragdolled of his quality since Daniel Cousin put Gary Caldwell <laughs> in his ass in that old firm game. It was quite something, wasn't it? It was. I mean, first half, probably, I'd say probably the best Morelos has played in a Rangers, a Rangers jersey. The first goal, no, looks simple, but it's not. Believe me, on the half volley coming off a rebound on your so-called weaker foot, when there's the defender close to you, great finish. You've seen Morelos miss them, no, at various times uh, in his Rangers career so far. And the second goal, people have spoken about it already. I mean, the second goal is right at the top draw, and actually. No, the, the quality that Morelos has showed with that second goal is something I must admit I've not really seen from. No, I've been on here saying, and, and I stick by it, that I still don't think he's the most technically gifted player no, in terms of outside the box and linking play and all the rest of it. I think he's got a lot of work to do. However, what he did for the second goal in terms of his movement, his touch... And the deftness of the of the finish, you no, know, with the left foot again, his so called weaker foot, um, you no, know, probably his best goal, probably his best goal this season, um, in terms of the quality. And as you say, his performance, performance the whole night, you no, 
no out with the, the, the sending off. It was outstanding. Yeah, it's a rare skill that the way he shifted his weight and shifted his entire body onto his left foot in a, yep. in a fraction of a second to give him that space to curl the ball so beautifully yep. into was, the bottom corner. But it was a finish you don't associate with Morelos, Johnny. But I see him as a guy, I think if you look at a lot of his goals, he lashes at a lot of things. He wants to thrash the ball and he scored good goals for acute angles where he, again he's just you no know, he's just lashed at it you no know, to to caress it the way he did you no know, curl it right into the bottom corner uh, again with the left foot was uh, as I say it's something it's something I've no seen from and if he starts to deliver that kind of finish on a regular basis that will take his game up on our level reminiscent of a Dutch master Scott who am I referencing a Dutch master played number ten for Inter Milan and Arsenal. Oh, Bergkamp. That's I've seen Bergkamp do that before. That's that kind high, of high praise indeed. No, I know what you're saying. That that was a it was a Bergkamp like finish. That's what I mean. Uh, I'm not saying he's Dennis Bergkamp. No. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> I'll never live it down. Uh, no, it was it was that type of finish. And as I say, that that subtlety is something that um, so far Morelos hasn't been around for. But as I say, if he's going to if he's going to add that to his to his game, if he adds that. Uh, as I say, that subtlety to the to the sheer physicality and power that he's already got, then no, what a player you've got in your hands. We're waxing lyrical about that finish, and it truly was outstanding. But then, in sort of typical Morelos fashion, he gets a much easier chance not yep. long afterwards to wrap up the hat trick. Yep. Is he the kind of player that, a bit like maybe Kenny Miller, when he doesn't have to think about it, he's top class, but when you give him a bit of time and space... That's where he needs the experience that will maybe come in two or three years where yep. he, he has that cold, icy quality that Jeremy Defoe showed the fourth goal. Yeah, I think you're right. But th- that's the difference. Defoe no, is no, years older than him, has so much more experience at the top level. That's That does come with the more games you play and as you go up the, go up the levels. And I know what you're saying. No, probably has similarities to, to Kenny Miller. He could come up with some fantastic goals and then you would see him getting a chance that you think or you expect him to tuck away and he doesn't take it. I thought Morelos just took an extra touch for that chance that he didn't need to. Once he got the ball at his feet, he should have just struck it. Uh, I think he was a little surprised at how much time he had. Probably, because the Aberdeen defence seemed to open up. I mean, I yep. don't know what, what Considine was, was doing with his, his hand in there as opposed to trying to catch Morelos, but he just took he took one touch too many and it took him too close to, to Joe Lewis. That was the problem. And he then needed a really you know, clever finish if he was going to, going to get it past him. He needed a wee dink or something to get it in. Uh, and he, try, I think he tried to put it, through his, put it through his legs and it didn't quite come off him. And Scott McKenna... Uh, they're talking about eight million quid they want for this lad, and I've said before on this podcast I, I didn't rate him that highly, but he's started to impress me in recent games. But dearie me, he was he was torched really, wasn't he? Yep. Physically and uh, in terms of skill, he was it, torched. It was, and that'll be a that'll be a learning curve for for him. Um, I mean, listen, he's still the boy's still a still a big asset to Aberdeen and, and to Scotland. Hopefully for the for the future. Um, but no, he, he was he got a real lesson, and I think even Derek McInnes would admit that. I mean, McInnes was actually 
No, aside for the, the red card, was obviously quite fulsome in his praise for, for Morelos. So if he thought Morelos played that well, in effect, he's saying that no, his, his two centre-halves struggled against the, against him. So, no, it was a tough night for McKenna uh, and a couple of Aberdeen defenders. I thought it was a tough night for Shea Logan as well up against Ryan Kent. Um, but that's how well Rangers played for for no, almost an hour of that game. And it was made even tougher, of course, when he was red-carded. Now, what did you make of this? I'll give you my take on it, Scott. Initially, I saw it and I thought, and I put it on Twitter, I said, that's a stonewaller. He deserved to go. He had to go. But you know what? The more I watch it, the more I think about this rule, about brutality and excessive force, and the more I think, I think he's going to get away with this. Because I think with the criteria they've put down and the wording of the IFAB rules, I don't think that's anything more than petulance once again. And we should start calling it the Morelos rule. I know. I'm not sure, Johnny. Um, like you, my initial thought watching the game was he's going to produce two red cards. Two, and that was the easiest thing the two, for him to do, wasn't two it? Two of them are off. Aye. That, that was my initial, uh, my initial thought. And listen, see whether Morelos gets away with it or not and maybe justifiably he'll, he'll get away with it for the reasons you're saying no maybe there wasn't a lot of excessive force or brutality or whatever and he's little kind of no kick to the to the groin area of Scott McKenna let's say um, so he might get away with it however you can't get away from the bigger picture in terms of you know that petulance that you talk about no whether Rangers fans like it or not it's a it's a problem because it's four red cards, I know one was rescinded, no, they're appealing this one, but he's getting himself into bother, needlessly at times, of course you don't want to take that aggression, that edge, no, he's, he's no brute strength away from him, as we've spoke about, he's a nightmare for defenders, they must hate playing against him, um, and that's what he's all about, of course you don't want to take that away, but that no, the silly kickouts, the, the the wee bits of petulance. Somehow, Stephen Gerrard's got to get that out of Morelos's game because, as I say, whether punters like it or not, at times he's cost Rangers this season. I mean, his goals have been brilliant for them. No, who knows where they'd be without them? But you were you were saying he was like Dennis Bergkamp earlier on. Oh, aye, that's right. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Steady. Um, no, he's cost him at times. You can't get away from that. Um, he cost him by getting a stupid booking against Ayr that, that put him out the, the semi-final. He cost him the first game of the season, whether you think it's a red card or not. Obviously, it was rescinded, but by, by kicking out at McKenna that Gave day, the referee a decision. Yep, cost him two points. Could have cost him dear in Russia with the sending off against Dufa, which was which was for dissent, which is even worse. So there is a there's a there's a problem there in Gerard, I think, for the first time the other night, as much as he's backed him to the hilt and you you have to admire him for that. He knows Morelos is worth to Rangers in terms of his performances and goals, but I think for the first time after the game the other night there was a wee hint from Gerard that he's gonna have to whether it's talking to him, whether it's getting somebody else to speak to him, they're going to need to iron that 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 side of his uh, that side of his personality out of his game. I noticed he'd taken a sort of slight change of track on this, in that he went with the line, "This is going to cost Alfie a move. Yep. This is going to cost him his big move because yep. clubs who are looking at him 
you know, it might be English Premiership clubs, it might be Bundesliga clubs, but they'll come in, they'll look at his stats and they'll be blown away and then they'll look at the red cards and that might well put them off. Yeah. And I, I wonder if his agents and, you know, him himself will look at that and think, you know what, he's right about that. That's going to cost me my big move. And, you know, he's not a Rangers fan, Alfredo Morelos. He, this is not the, the pinnacle of what he, where he <laughs> wants to be. He wasn't brought up in Govan. He was brought up in Colombia. So he'll probably want to see himself somewhere in Spain or, well, most of, most of the South American players seem to want yeah. to end up in Spain. So, or Italy or wherever. Gerard can't keep defending him. No, he's doing it for a reason. We know the reasons behind it. A lot of the time, Gerard will feel no genuinely that that he, no he wants to support him and he believes that Morelos has been wronged in some way with a decision or whatever. And that's that's fair enough. But Gerard's no no daft. He knows that no as I say, whether whether you think it's unfair, whether you think one was a red card or that one wasn't or that one was doesn't matter, it's four red cards that are costing Rangers no costing Rangers points. No, he's giving the manager a problem. Um if he doesn't win this appeal, gives him a problem for Kilmarnock on Saturday. It's okay saying no Jermaine Defoe's there just now, so uh, he can go in and replace him. But as we know, no, he's a completely different player. Rangers only need to change their change their style, change the way they play to suit a, a team with Jermaine Defoe in it, as opposed to the one that they're used to playing with, with Morelos, so, so being so impressive up front. Well, the appeal's taking place tonight. I think it starts at 6 o'clock, so it could be 7, 8 or 9 before we get the answer to what's happened there. I fully expect it to be rescinded, to be honest, but uh, Scott's <laughs> maybe not so sure. So we'll see what happens with that. But there were so many other aspects of this game that we need to go into. Um, not, not least Rangers top performances and I don't think you can go f- much farther than Conor Goldson coming out of straight out of injury uh, straight from injury and performing to such an exceptional standard because Aberdeen were bombarding Rangers at times in that yep. second half and he stood up to it like a man yeah the two centre-backs were, were rock solid again uh, a few punters might have looked at it before the game annoyed that Katic again was the uh, no, it was the one to suffer because Goldson had obviously declared himself fit, and it was uh, it was him and Warrow in terms of the the partnership again. Um, when Katic had actually played well for the last few games, but the two of them justified their their selection. I thought they were no solid right for the off, but as you say in the second half, when it was no Rangers were coming under a a bit of severe pressure. I thought the two of them stood up stood up brilliantly. And as you say, for Goldson not to have kicked a ball since the old firm game, to have hardly trained, according to Gerald, to come into a game like that, you know, with that intensity and that atmosphere and the pressure that was involved in terms of Rangers trying to get a win, um, it was some performance from There was also, Scott, a couple of dodgy performances. And for me, Borna Barisic had a bit of a nightmare. Whether it was Greg Stewart or Gary McKay, Stephen going at him, they went past them with ease. Yeah, it was tough for him. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about a nightmare, but it wasn't one of his best games. And again, I think he'll learn from it. I don't think he'll have played many games with that intensity, that pace. It was, that, a, it was 100 miles That more. pressure. Um, he was at fault for Aberdeen's first goal. I know Aberdeen get lucky with the deflection, or the double deflection for Ferguson's shot that breaks to Cosgrove. But mm. if you take it back... Barisic has got the ball, Rangers are attacking. Rather than going the outside where you would always want Barisic to go, you know, where he's strongest on his left side, he decides to cut in field, 
gets the ball taken off him, lies on the ground for a couple of seconds, inexplicably, before getting back up. And Greg Stewart's really clever. As soon as he sees Barisic losing the ball high up the pitch, Stewart goes and, and operates uh, in that kind of right wing role. And I think, I think it ended up it was Ryan Jack he was, he was against. And he puts the cross in, it leads to the, the goal. And in the second half, what I couldn't fathom about Barisic's performance was that when Stewart, when Aberdeen changed their shape and changed personnel, Stewart went over to play wide right, and Barisic was continually letting him come in on his left foot. I mean, surely somebody must have told him, no, keep him on his right foot. Whatever you do, don't let him in on the left. And I think Rangers were lucky once or twice when he came in and had a shot or a yeah. cross that, that, that was dangerous. So, as I say, those type of things I think Barisic will, will learn from. I mean... <coughs> you're nowhere to write him off mm. yet. Yeah, I still think he'll be the answer to Rangers' kind of left back issue. Um, but that'll have been a big, uh, a big learning curve from there, night. Yeah, he's shown his quality, and I think you've got to give him a bit of uh, leeway because it is quite different from Scottish football to the Croatian league, and he has shown a lot of what he's all about. It's just yeah. going to take him time to get and, up and to he, speed. And he still, his deliveries were still pretty decent when yeah. he got forward, and he also probably. For the first time, it was probably the most I'd seen him kind of link up with Kent, you no, know, and and look as if they might get something going down that uh, down that left side. So, you no, know, that's what Rangers fans will want to see. They, 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 I think they believe that those two are the best suited on that side, and if they can strike up some kind of relationship, then that that, that would only be. Scotland's most prestigious cup comes to Premier Sports this season. Subscribe and get your first month free. Premier Sports will air the biggest games from each round of the William Hill Scottish Cup. Can Celtic win three in a row? Or will it be the turn of Hearts, Hibs, Rangers or Aberdeen? Or is there a true cup shock on the cards? Search Premier Sports Football to get your first month free on Sky or on the Premier Player. Terms and conditions apply. First month free on Sky or Premier Sports Player. £9.99 per month thereafter. New customers only. Renews unless cancelled. So Stephen Gerrard having a wee cuddle with the opposition player uh, Graham Shinney. Uh, did he win a move to Ibrox in that second half? I'm not sure. I mean, a few people have said this to me. A few Rangers fans have said they were really impressed with Shinney, and he played well. Listen, he was it was action packed from him. He seemed to cover every blade of grass. One thing in particular impressed me, Scott. Koulibaly won the ball in midfield. And they went shoulder to shoulder. And I thought, oof, you're yeah. going to see Shinny go flying here. Shinny won it. And Shinny won it. Yeah. Which showed you the power of the wee yeah, guy. It, listen, it was a, it, it played really well. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about that. Does he earn a move to Rangers through it or a bigger club? I, I'm no I'm no sure. I, I think he still has to... No, nothing against Graham Shinny. I think he's an excellent player. But I, I don't know if he's quite get that consistency where he's producing that. That type of performance. It doesn't sound week. like you're going to break any exclusives here for me. Um, no. But time is pressing on, so I'm going to engage you on a couple other big talking points. Um, handball for you, definite penalty, no doubt about it? Definite, yeah. Yeah, and no, uh, no, I mean, no concerns about the offside? Crazy. Well, listen, it looked marginally, off, so marginal. marginally offside, but that's a tough, tough, tough call. And the bigger picture is, from Aberdeen's point of view, uh, no, Scott McKenna was just silly. No, con- he, contributed to such a what a poor game he had. To be putting his yeah. to be putting his arm up twice while the ball's still in play, while the ball's in the air, it's bobbing about. There's loads of bodies to keep his arm in the air for that length of time. Uh, cost him, but he'll no do that again. 
And then, of course, the the goal, the winning, the this, the goal that sealed it, not the winning goal, but yep. the goal that sealed the game and certainly took the pressure off because Aberdeen were pushing at that point. Yeah. Terrific play by Ryan Jack, first of all, holding the ball up. And you thought he's just going to run out time here, but he sees Tavernier in the gamble. Tavernier drives into the box, finds Defoe. The thing about Defoe here was that you never for a second doubted where that ball was going. He looked the picture yeah. of serenity and calm and what a finish it was. Now, yeah. you talked about this when he was when, when he was announced that he was going to sign. I wasn't 100% sure about Defoe. But you could see in that moment that 10, 15 years at the top level experience there and, and it was a finish right at the top draw. That was the moment for Defoe. If anyone was in any doubt about what, what he brings... That was it. I mean, you think of the, you know, everything that we've spoken about about that game, everything that's going on, the atmosphere, the noise, the controversy, and as you say, ice cool. I mean, and the touch he takes, you can't underestimate how good that first touch is on a on a no no the best pitch. It has to be said after ninety minutes, he's been playing ninety five minutes. He takes the touch, and as you say, as he lines up the finish, you just know that it's going in, and what I would say is, I mean, I was talking to a few guys while the game was going on, and no, the way it was going, you felt that, or I certainly felt, if Rangers were going to put a striker on, it should have been Lafferty, because Lafferty, you felt, would hold it up better, he would run into channels, he would offer a better out ball for Rangers if they were were under a bit of pressure, and I still think, to a certain extent, that was right at that moment, I would have still put Lafferty on, but as I say, that's what Defoe gives you. That I don't think, uh, I don't think Lafferty brings. I don't even know if Morelos brings that no level of finishing at that no precise moment. I think no Defoe's experience. That's why he's played at the top level for so long. It's why he's played at World Cups, etc. Um, it was a a stunning finish and. No, didn't get Rangers out of jail, but they were under pressure. I didn't think Rangers played well in the second half, I must admit. Um, I know the, the sending offs kind of skew things a bit. but Yeah, because Rangers lose their best player and Aberdeen lose a player that was having a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. But also I think, giving away the penalty so soon after half time, I mean, it felt like everything Steven Gerrard would have told them at half time, they did the opposite in the second half. It was like, he must have told them, you're 3-1 up. Keep it tight, no first ten, fifteen minutes, don't give any don't give silly free kicks or corners away. Don't give any away in the box. They did all of it within the first five minutes. I mean what Taverney is thinking about in the box. No, it's a stonewaller. Grabbing Ferguson and not just the grabbing, which is bad enough, but as soon as he sees as soon as he sees the corner or the ball leave the, the corner flag, you must realise it's it's six foot above your so just take your hands off. Whoever you're Martin, take your hands off him. Um, I don't know what he was thinking about. You're right, it was a stonewall penalty and that put Rangers under the cosh. And I thought even, and Steven Gerrard admitted this, after the game, probably for the first time, he, I think he was quoted as saying they found it difficult to find a formation that suited them after they went to 10 men. And I think he's right. I think Aberdeen actually got the got the better of them and at times it looked like Aberdeen had 11 and Rangers had, had 10 and I suppose that's credit to, to McInnes and Aberdeen but by the same token Rangers stayed solid never really apart from the one McGregor save never really looked like they were going to concede 
And then, as I say, the quality of the foe uh, gets you the point. And of course, uh, there's a, there is another sort of potential red card issue that people have been talking about in depth. Scott, for me, I mean, we could talk about some of these in depth, but for me, it's just straightforward. Alan McGregor's challenge on uh, Lewis Ferguson is just a, it's a red card. It's the stonewalliest of stonewall red cards. Now, I know looking at Twitter, a lot of people are saying, but the goalie goes in, he's got to protect himself. That's the way football works if you've played it. For me, though, um, the, the rules trump that. If you connect and if you go in high like that to protect yourself and if you connect, then you're a danger to the opposition. And it's as simple as that for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Listen, Alan McGregor knows exactly what, what he's doing. I mean, you talk about intent. As soon as you see, no, you're watching the game, as soon as you see McGregor coming out, I, I, you could see it happening. Uh, and he's been pretty cute about it, pretty clever, but he's he's left one on. Ferguson, for want of a better phrase, um, he got away with one against Celtic at Parkhead earlier in the season. Yeah, no, it was it was similar. So it was taking a gamble, and you no, know, I, I just hope for Rangers, for Rangers' sake that you no know, McGregor, whether it's this one or you no know, again in the future, I hope he doesn't cost him um, in terms of getting a suspension because we know how important uh, he is to Rangers, but. I thought it was a red card. Listen, I thought it was a red card, but I also was pretty sure that Bobby Madden wouldn't wouldn't send him off for it because it was the goalie and because of the way he slid out. No, it was one of those ones where you're thinking he's going to get away with this, but it should have been a red card. And I think, do you think bro- he would have got away with it if we if we had VAR? If he saw it again? No, I think if he had VAR, yeah. he would have gone off. Yeah. Um, but listen, I also think. Lewis Ferguson was lucky not to get a red card for his kind of act of retribution, if you like. Mm. And he left his studs in on McGregor. Uh, and it, so it could have been two red cards. I don't think anybody would have complained about that. Um, although I must admit, perversely, I quite liked the fact that Ferguson no, did that. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think... I've been so impressed with Lewis Ferguson. It shows that he's streetwise. Definitely. And it shows that you know, for a 19-year-old kid, a lot of 19-year-olds you know, making their way in the game, if they'd uh, you know, been on the end of that for Alan McGregor, you know, an experienced, you know, seasoned pro, they would have maybe just kind of shied away after it. But no, Ferguson, he's no... He's not like that. He doesn't mind uh, standing up to people. And he's clearly thought... After the the McGregor one, he's thought, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get you back for that," and I I actually quite like that about him. I know that sounds pretty cynical. You look a bit of bite in a player, brutal. don't you, Scott? I just think I think it shows a bit about his character, his personality that he's no willing to be. No, he showed it in the Betfred Cup final against Scott Brown when Brown came off the bench. Kind of went toe to toe with him, squared up to him, did the same with Lustig, and a nineteen year old. Coming for Hamilton, I think that shows he's got a bit about him. And you know, you're talking about Graham Shinney, maybe earning moves, or Scott McKenna. I think now one of Aberdeen's main assets is is Lewis Ferguson, um, and they will need to try and tie him up on a better deal than he's on just now, or clubs will come calling. And I'd be amazed if Steven Gerrard in the games that. No, I've been played between Aberdeen Rangers this season. I'd be amazed if Gerard hasn't been hugely impressed by him. Oh, if any Aberdeen fans are listening to this, you're in trouble, boyo. 
And, and last point, there's no doubt that this would have stung Aberdeen. And, and if there was any doubt, it was quickly dispelled this morning when you picked up the paper and saw Gavin Berry's exclusive about um, the, all the shenanigans after the game, not just Derek McInnes going into the dressing room asking them to turn the noise down, but the fact that Aberdeen had put up all these pictures on the walls and Stephen Gerrard had used this as motivation. I, I mean, are we looking at now severely tasty fixtures between these two clubs going forward, even more than what we've had? Is it back to the 80s? I think so. I mean, it looks that way. Um, back to the 80s. Maybe I'm, not the early 80s, Scott. I'm, I, I'm the, no, the late 80s. I'm not quite sure, but it's certainly it's certainly tasty again. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's been a, a few years have gone past now when it's not really been, it's not really been like that. Mm. Uh, and I think you're right, that defeat. Aberdeen must have felt they had a wee, uh, a wee hex over Rangers oh, just for the last three games. They must have felt they'd got the got the measure of them, um, so they would have fancied it the other night, fancied getting the points, no, making it four unbeaten against Rangers, um, no, going above, I think they would have went above them or got level with them in the in the table, so they would have fancied it, and that, as I said at the start, for Rangers to win and open up that gap, of course, that would have, uh, that would have hurt them, and I think that's clearly... Is it no, what you say what we've seen a couple of, a couple of stories post match? Okay, well that's all from us. We'll be back sometime next week with more news and analysis of all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can on Twitter. I'm at Johnny R McFarlane and Scott is at Scott McDermott 8. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Ecast to get the podcast as soon as it becomes available. And if you liked it, get onto iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and rate us there with a five-star review. Thanks for listening. Of desire.